This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. I want to talk to you a little bit about Rough Greens. Rough Greens is what I feed um, or put on top of uh, Uno's food. Rough greens is uh, something that, A, makes him like his food, so he will actually eat it, but also has probiotics in it, um, has all of the vitamins, minerals, everything that your dog needs and is not getting if you feed him kibble food. Rough greens. Get a free bag of rough greens now for your dog just to try out. Um, we want to make sure that before you you have to buy a bag that your dog loves it and is going to have, you know, going to enjoy it and help him eat his uh, food. Uh, it's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck. You want your dog to live a happier, healthier life, longer life? Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F, greens.com slash Beck. Or you can call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. 833-GLEN-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. The program begins for a Monday in 60 seconds or less. Probably like And welcome to Monday. The Dow had a horrible, horrible Friday, and it looks like it's going to be another dark Monday on the stock market. The uh, pre-market stock trading has been down as much as, I think, six or 800 points. It's still down today. Supply chain problems, the gas problems. And Joe Biden, you know, is just rocking it. I don't know about you, but boy, was I wrong about Joe Biden because he's rocking it. It is great. He said uh, there is absolutely nothing that he is doing uh, to uh, to hurt gas prices. And uh, mm, that's as true as what he said on Friday when he said the U.S. has the fastest growing economy in the world. And you know what? He was right, except for those 50 other economies in the world that are ahead of America right now. We begin with your economy in 60 seconds. Summertime is upon us means backyard fun. It means working out in the garden. It might mean working out in the fields. 
and it is tough to get around if you're in a lot of pain. May I suggest Relief Factor? Relief Factor. It is uh, the the uh, I was going to call it medicine, but it's not really medicine. It's a I don't know. It's it's a it's about four different things that really help with inflammation. And these four ingredients work together with your body as it fights against the effects of aging, exercise, and everyday living. It has gotten me out of pain. It has gotten thousands of people that just listen to this program alone out of pain. Relief Factor. Try their three-week quick start and see if it works for you. Take it for three weeks, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's what I do. Um, And uh, see if it works. If it's not if it's not showing any improvement in three weeks, it's probably not going to work for you. But 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 4 relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Oh. Stu, just as another exciting Monday morning. How are you feeling? I mean, I am feeling incredibly well. I'm looking at the state of the economy. And did you know that this president has added more jobs than any president in history? Everything's going incredibly well. And really, it's wow. it's just these Republicans who are who are smearing the job this president has done. At least that's what the president tells me. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, yesterday and this weekend, I had to drive down to uh, Park City to uh, get to my art show. And I have to tell you, I was just thinking great thoughts about this administration as I stopped uh, at Subway to buy two sandwiches, two drinks, a couple of chips, and spent uh, just over $40. And uh, she said, it's, uh, you know, forty one nineteen, And I was like... I, I honestly, I looked around like she's talking to somebody else and, <laughs> and she just looked at me and I said, for that, I mean, no offense, Subway, but 41 bucks for that. She's like, yeah, the price has gone up. And I'm like, <laughs> I had um, yesterday I drove home. I had $60 in my pocket and um uh, I had to I had to get some food for the boy on uh, a teenage boy doesn't eat much at all. Uh, and then I had uh, I had twenty four dollars left and um, just from feeding the boy and then twenty four dollars left to put gas in my car, which was really, really great. And I got a whopping four gallons. And I thought to myself, <laughs> why didn't I vote for Joe Biden? <laughs> I mean, I just think this is fantastic. And then I get up this morning and I look at, you know, the stock market and I'm thinking, geez, my retirement, it's going well. It's going well. Everybody's retirement. You know, the one thing that living here in um, the center of the country or in a, a farming part of the country is you have a different perspective on almost everything. It's kind of weird. I got up this morning and it was raining and it was pouring here at the ranch and cold or cool. And I, I got up this morning and my first reaction when I get up in the morning and I'm in Dallas and it's raining, I'm like, ah, crap. The first thing I did when I opened the window, I said, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. You have a different view on everything 
because you need the rain for the crops so you can eat and others can eat so your cattle can eat. Um, you know, I'm not really I'm not really down with the global warming thing uh, right now. If this is what it's going to take, because no one. No. Oh, my gosh. Write this down. I think this is a good uh, phrase to describe what's coming. No one will own anything and they'll be happy or they'll be shot, but they'll be happy about it. That's the way to do you know? it. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's funny. Right. Looking right. at this, uh, the economy as it comes out and watching the president's response to it, you know, there have been, you know, I was talking to a friend in Pennsylvania this weekend who, who filled up his gas, normal normal vehicle, not like a giant truck or anything, $121 to fill up in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And you realize, what, I, and I'm fascinated by this, when Barack Obama was president, and we're coming out of the Great Recession. And there was this constant thing. We used to mock it all the time. They would say, you know, uh, we've now saved or created uh, two million jobs. And obviously, like, it was a totally different uh, approach at that metric, where normally it would just be how many jobs you created. Well, they said saved or created. Therefore, like, Im- it, like implicitly telling you, look... The bottom line here is we know things aren't great, but it's better than you realize. And the things we're doing are making it better than it could have been if we weren't here. That was their message to the country. They acknowledged that things kind of sucked, but it really wasn't our fault. It was Bush's fault. It was the last guy's fault. And the things we're doing are making it more tolerable. That is not the approach of the Biden administration. The Biden Biden administration is telling you things are great. What you idiots. Why don't you realize how good this is going? This is your problem. Maybe we need to get Joe Biden on the campaign trail more often so he can tell people how good they have it. And I don't know when you're filling up for one hundred and twenty one dollars and you're paying forty two dollars for Subway sandwiches. I don't think people agree. It's not that they don't they don't hear your message. They just think it's ridiculous. So here's the uh, interesting thing here. Um, the, you know, because we do have such a great economy. It's just so great, Stu. I don't know what you're talking about, mm. but it's so great. And when Joe Biden says, hey, uh, you know, we have the fastest growing economy in the world. Well, that's, you know, if you leave off the list the other 50 countries that are doing better than the United States. And, you know, when I started looking into this, I thought, okay, all right. I mean, the UK did better than we did. Okay, well, it's, you know, it's England. And then I saw, all right, okay. Uh, You know, some other uh, countries have, have done some, you know, some, some, uh, better things with their economy. It's China, uh, Italy, France. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so you're feeling like, okay, well, you know what? We're all on the same team, and it's a comparable country. So, so, so maybe we're just a little behind. And then you get down. Um, you know, when I got to the E's, and I saw that Ethiopia is doing better than the United <laughs> States. I thought, you know, that that okay, all right. Well, that's just. You know, that's just kind of out there, you know, Um, and then and then I found Libya 
is doing better than the United States. Uh, Guyana. I don't even know if I could find Guyana on a map. Guyana is having a stronger economy and bounce back than we are. So did I mention Libya? Because uh, I love Libya is, I mean, sure, it's in revolution and bombing and corruption and everything else. But they're doing better than we are. India is doing better than we are. So I, you know, I, uh, I mean, you know, it, we're close. We're close to the top. Just Ethiopia just squeaked by us there. And I've always said to myself, self, you know, it's time to share the wealth. Uh, it's time to make sure that the United States isn't the leader of the world. You know, maybe it's time for Ethiopia to lead the world. You know, mm. when Ethiopia can afford growth. No, when Ethiopia has groceries. And we're having t- trouble getting groceries. Something is really wrong. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just me. Look, I, the growth off of Ethiopia's economy, percentage-wise, is better than us. I'm not looking to yeah. move anytime soon. I will. I will state that for the record. Uh, oh no, <laughs> but no. but it's fascinating because you know the growth the growth here is uh, uh, is meaningless to people. And, you know, normally economic growth is really important. And, and of course, you know, you'd rather have it than not have it. But when you have 5% growth, say, and you have 10% inflation, it doesn't hit people that hard. You know, they keep bragging about these wage gains. Well, people aren't feeling that because all of their costs are up so much more than they've gained in wages. Gaining wages is supposed to help you buy more things and afford more things. But if the things cost more right. than your wages go up, you don't feel that. In fact, you, what you feel is a pay cut. And that is what the American people are screaming out. And it's what the administration doesn't want you to think about. When the truck pulled into the gas station on, on Friday, uh, after three hours of uh, driving, two and a half hours of driving, and it pulled in, and I'm following, and one of the guys had to go to the bathroom. But I thought it was pulling in the gas station that meant that we had to refill that diesel truck. I was immediately thinking, I'm giving this truck away. There's no way. No, no, no. As he turned into the gas station, I'm like, no, 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 no. What? What? Why are we going to the gas station again? I freaked out. <laughs> it's like, can, can you imagine if you have a, if you're driving a tractor trailer if you're driving any of these big trucks because you need to drive it's not like you're necessarily driving a big truck because you like a big truck although in america i think you should have that right and ability but when you're driving a truck because you have to drive the truck Oh, man, I just tell you, I think the I did that sticker on the gas station pump took on a whole new meaning to me, you know, and uh, I'd like to meet Joe Biden. I think he should hold his campaign rallies right around gas stations because I think people would flock to him. All right. uh, We're going to take a quick break. Let me tell you. Um. About Blinds.com, it is summer, 
And if your home project is on the to-do list, if it's anything like mine, my gosh, it's like 10 miles long. Why not beat the heat from the summer by putting in new custom window treatments from Blinds.com? If that's at the top of your list, you can stay cool. Save up to 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. It's also going to save you on the air conditioning cost. Because we're making so much project uh, progress towards a green economy. And every time I look at the energy bill, like the electricity bill, anytime I, I think about turning on my uh, my air conditioning, I just think to myself, man, I... I feel a little guilty. I do that. I have air air conditioning, and air conditioning is maybe a couple of weeks away for the people in Ethiopia. Anyway, if you would like to keep your house cool, look at blinds.com. They have a great selection. Uh, they have design experts that are available, and if you need help with measuring or installing, they have you covered. Blinds.com. No hidden fees. No misleading quotes. It's just honest people. I want you to go to blinds.com right now, the number one online retailer of custom window treatments. Shop blinds.com, save up to 40% site-wide. Get 40% off everything now at blinds.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, Stu, uh, if you would, I mean, I don't have a whole bunch of extra monitors in front of me because, you know, energy. Uh, I'm on uh, solar panel and wind here, and it's cloudy, and so I'm not getting a lot of solar power today. Mm -hmm. So what does the, and by the way, I can't wait until everybody experiences this because it's so great. It is so great. And they're going to be free. I mean, the government's going to give you all kinds of tax rebates. So somebody else, I don't know who, somebody else will be paying for all of those things. And it'll be great. It'll be great. By the way, did you hear, uh, what's her name? Uh, one of the, yeah. Um, how do you say her name? Jayapal? Uh, Jayapal? Jayapal? Mm-hmm. Jaya, whatever, mm -hmm. love her. And I want to thank Washington for just sending her to Washington. You guys are great. No, seriously, you are. She said over the weekend, one million people are going to fall into poverty every 33 hours this year. One million people here in the United States going to fall into, wow, into, hmm? You're looking at me, Stu, like, does not compute. <laughs> of course it does. She said it. Uh, one, uh, sorry, one million people will fall into poverty every 33 hours, and one new billionaire is created every 30 hours over the last two years. Now, I want to put that into perspective because I think that means every single one of us is going to live in poverty by the end of this uh this year or the president's term? I, do you have a calculator there, Stu? Because um, yeah. I'm worried about it. So, But I'm also confused. At some point, these two things will cross over each other. And will the billionaires then go into poverty? Because you're not going gonna to create all these yeah, billionaires, oh, yeah. and then we're going to eventually run out of non-billionaires. What happens to the billionaires? Mm -hmm. they're, then they're in poverty? How does this work? They'll, they'll 
they'll be um there's so many billionaires mm. every 33 seconds a billionaire will be lost every 33 <laughs> seconds i think and that'll go on for years that's a years. fascinating um, approach, considering what we just Lie. talked about with the president, <laughs> right? Where like they are outwardly saying things are great, and then their own party is also saying a million people will go into poverty every 33 hours. Which one of these is true? <laughs> I mean, I don't know that uh, yeah, either I, of them is, honestly, but still, it, it seems like a, yeah. a weird approach. Well, the good thing is, you know, we are bringing back, we are bringing back the success of you know when america was really strong the success of the 50s unfortunately it's the 1850s uh there's a new story (laughs) out now that um it looks like there's going to be a tampon shortage which i don't think is gonna you know i don't think that's a big deal do you hey women didn't have tampons for thousands of years i mean honestly we are so rich uh, and so spoiled. It's about time Americans learn that they can live without tampons. I think that's great. I mean, I don't know about you. I am not in a sarcastic mood today. I am just in love with the direction of this country. Love it. Love it. Mm, yeah. Luckily, the, the people dealing with the tampon shortage aren't at all irritable. Um, that's a. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is gonna no, they're going to well. love it. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to love it. Hey, by the way, uh, one other thing, uh, the uh, jump in mortgage rates uh, looks like it's going to be adding now about $100,000 to housing costs. So I think people have so much extra money. I mean, we are more people have more savings than than ever before. Oh, and uh, and one other thing, I I just want to let you know that um, there is no tax increase coming your way. None. Zero. Zilch. I mean, unless you're one of those greedy millionaires, not billionaires. They don't have it. But the greedy millionaires. Oh, my gosh. They're going to we're going to put the screws to them. Um, So there is there is no no worry about taxes for you, I'm sure. However, in a completely unrelated story. The average American family is now experience, uh, experiencing, uh, some would call it a hidden tax, the high inflation cost, $5,520 extra per year. Hey, build back better, you know? Haven't seen anything built. Uh, nothing is back unless you count the 1970s or soon the 1930s. And not a damn thing is better. So don't think that's working. Don't think that's working. Back with more in just a second. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, so look, we're all having problems with our financing now, and the best thing you can do right now is to refinance any of your high-interest credit cards. If you have a very high-interest or um, a um, adjustable mortgage, please, please, 
Call the people at American Financing right now, 800-906-2440. You could, you could continue with those high-interest credit cards and uh, try to pay them off at about 20% interest. Or you could get 5% interest from American Financing and pay them off. you got to get out from underneath the trap of these interest rates. It's American Financing. Call them now. It's AmericanFinancing.net. If you're looking to buy a house in the future, they can lock in a rate right now that will hold while you're looking for a new house. It's a smart thing to do. Right now, go to AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Mm. We welcome now Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. How you doing, Pat? I am perfect, Glenn. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is f- in well, pretty much good. pretty much every way. Yeah. I don't think anything could be mm-hmm. better. Could mm-hmm. it? The economy's great. Uh, the president's got us right on track, as about three percent of the mm-hmm. people believe. <laughs> so uh, I think things are good. Mm-hmm. Things are good. Well, uh, I'll tell you with uh, this this Putin inflation. You know, he's not going to get reelected, is he? Not, not no. in the United States, anyway. I mean, Russians uh, might reelect yeah. him, but I don't, I don't think that's possible for him here. Well, I think Russians will reelect him because do you know that the uh, um, Putin is making more money from oil now and his oil sales than he did before the invasion? Oh my gosh, I yeah. have not seen that yeah. stat. So they're doing well. Yeah, he's doing really well. He's doing well. The people are. <laughs> People are happy oh, wow. and uh, don't seem to be suffering at all. McDonald's has lost all of their rea- their uh, restaurants. Right. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, McDonald's lost all their restaurants, so they lost those billions of dollars. Uh, but a Russian company has just opened them back up, so they're they're back online. Uh, oh, not called McDonald's, but they got all the restaurants and the um, and oh. the equipment and the recipes for free. Oh my! So gosh. they're going to do well. Wow! Do well. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. how well things are going in Russia, did you see that every, virtually every currency in the world is down a ton, except one, the ruble. The Russian ruble is up. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 23% or something. Mm-hmm. Where everybody else, even the pound, even the British pound, which is one of the you know strongest currencies in the world, mm-hmm. if not the strongest, it's down. But the Russian ruble is up. It's weird. It's almost as if the United States put itself in a position for everybody who thinks they might be in trouble at some point with the United States to get out of the United States dollar and flock to somebody who is building something different. But that will Mm. never happen, as I have been told for decades no, the United States dollar, it is stable. It will never go away. The ruble and everything else, that's a joke. It will never happen. And when I would say, well, wait a minute, hang on just a second. Um, what happens if somebody says, well, we're going to build a different system and uh, we're not going to rely on the United States? They'll never do that. The world <laughs> needs us. <laughs> Love it. Yep. 
Yeah, everything's going well. It's really going well. Uh, you know, and then and then Biden can't understand. He keeps wondering why his approval ratings are so low. Yeah, it's in the uh, such in a the mystery, 30s, which is really a real shock, I would say. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, now the average is under forty, which is really difficult to do. I saw that real clear. Politics average was what thirty nine. Thirty nine. Because, yeah. you know, you have a, a bad poll here and there, you know, but you have good polls that make up for it. This is the average of all of them. Yeah. The 538 uh, ha- uh, average has a it's a different calculation that they use, but they go back all the way to Truman, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And this far into the presidency, this is the worst any president has ever done when it comes to including Trump, including Trump. Wow. Which was wow. the one exception. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, Trump came in as a very divisive guy. Right. He didn't have that honeymoon period, which most presidents have usually start in the 60s and it sort of slowly yeah. trickles down as people get to know get you that. better he didn't have that right. he started well, in the 40s I, and stayed in the 40s the entire time basically where uh you know biden's already getting below that can i tell you the one thing that i am so glad that we got rid of are those tweets oh those <laughs> tweets gone on and on and on and on and on sure economy <laughs> world security you know we had food in our grocery store but Damn those tweets. I'm glad yeah. they're gone. Yeah, I could say, Glenn, I think we've really solved this problem because now what we have is a situation which is totally different in which Donald Trump posts on Truth Social and makes God only knows how much money off of this site that very few people are on. But then it just gets reposted over and over again on Twitter. So all the tweets just get to Twitter, except he's now making all of the money off of them instead of Twitter making the money, which I'm fine with. But it is a hilarious outcome. It is. Yeah. And it serves him right. Serves Twitter right. It's going to be great. Uh, I I, I don't think, though, do you think the uh, Elon Musk sale is going to go through? Speaking of Twitter. It doesn't seem like. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. He seems to be dancing around it uh, Mm -hmm. quite a bit. I don't know why he wouldn't want to take a $40 billion risk in this economy. (laughs) Right. I don't don't know. The president said it's the best it's it's ever been historically. Corinne Jean-Pierre made us feel very good about it. I don't want to take a $4 risk in this economy. (laughs) I mean, everybody has got to feel like I do when it comes to your retirement savings, your 401k and everything else. Don't you just kind of, aren't you kind of to the point where you're like, I just don't want to lose it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll even lose 25%, mm-hmm. but I don't want to lose it all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with you when you go into the grocery store, when you go into the, the gas station, you go into, well, you just leave your house uh, and you're required to... Um, Spend money, you know. Well, I can't say when you leave your house because then you have to make your mortgage payment and your heat payment and your air conditioning payment. So, okay, whenever you're not asleep, (laughs) do you not think that, oh, wow, things, uh, we're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for all of those years of the Fed playing all of those games, uh, the COVID stuff. We're going to now, okay, whoops, looks like the waiter's here with the bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really does feel like the situation we're in right now and that we had, you know, it's just taking COVID, for example, we spent what, five point seven trillion dollars mm-hmm. and that five point seven trillion dollars, as much as we say the dollar isn't worth anything these days, buys you something. It buys you a feeling of uh, of uh, we're not really avoiding all of this collapse. It's it's, it's not going to go away completely. Everything's OK. We, we made it through that period. Wow. What an amazing thing. You can buy 
a little bit of feel good. But it's like it's like alcohol, right? Like it feels good for mm-hmm. a night. And then in the morning you wake up and the hangover's there. And it feels like we're just about to approach that hangover. Am I right on that, Pat? Uh, You're such a, <laughs> You're such rookies. <laughs> such rookies. Yes. You drink and you feel better. And then you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, crap, that wasn't worth it. I need some more. And so you start drinking in the morning and you feel better all day. And then just one day you die. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) that's happy. I mean, I think I wasted a lot of those good blackouts, a lot of those good. Hey, I, I, you know what? When you really think about it, Joe Biden's not that bad. <laughs> I love Joe Biden. Yeah, when you see him, he's at 39% approval. You have to assume at least 39% of the country is drunk at any given moment. And that really could actually explain why he's doing so well. Because I mean, yeah. people say, oh, he's having a bad 39% approval rating. That's really good for the job he's done. Like, I, right. I can't, I don't know anybody who thinks he's done a good job. And that, by the way, includes liberals who I know. And even though they might say, well, yeah, but Donald Trump was the worst. We had to get him out. They don't think this is going well. Like, they might think Trump is, no. is the <laughs> devil and we don't want him as president. But mm-hmm. like, they don't think this is going well, even the left. Well, because they buy gas just like we do. And when you go to the pump and you pay like I did last week, so it's going to be worse this week, you pay $105.25 to fill up your gas In tank. Texas. That sobers you up pretty quickly. And you realize, jeez, this sucks. <laughs> I don't care what that's, Biden that's, says. It sucks. That's, that's why you got to stop, never stop drinking. <laughs> you know, I've always said that alcoholics were going to fix this country. And, I, and what I meant was... Former or recovering alcoholics, they're going to be able to face the truth and they'll know, the you know, they know the way out. Um, however, I think I may have been wrong on that. I think it might be full blown alcoholics that fix the situation, because even at some point, an alcoholic, you know, even if he doesn't have a car, doesn't have a house or anything, he's going to go. How much are you charging me for this cheap? crap wine <laughs> when they get to that point then i think we uh have something to really celebrate welcome to the uh, program pat gray from pat gray unleashed thank you pat mm. uh let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour it's lifelock well 2022 <laughs> may i just point out first real sec for a second because i thought in my head as i start this commercial i thought try not to be sarcastic I believe the last, what time is it? The last 44 minutes and 40 seconds. I don't think there's been a sincere word <laughs> spoken on this program. So I apologize. Let me say it so it doesn't sound at all sarcastic. So I really super apologize for that. LifeLock 2022 has brought us a new and exciting record. Uh, There's been over 400 data compromises that have already happened this year. Yes. Yes. It is another record that we are breaking. That's up 14% from last year and is impacting over 20 million Americans. Yes, I believe he's right. The jobs that are being created are just incredible. So, uh, uh, by the way, those are just the ones that they uh, caught. Um, it's kind of like the border. But why think about that? Because everything's delightful there. LifeLock. 
They can't catch everything. No one can. But they can monitor things uh, that you can better on your own. And <laughs> cybercrime is on the rise for a reason. Um, we are not doing the things that we have to do. Um, and people are getting more and more desperate and uh, more and more emboldened. And so they'll take the stuff that's yours. Nobody can catch all of it, but if you're trying to do it on your own or you think that this administration is going to be like, we are all over cybercrime. Yeah, I, because you're hacking into our computers at night? Is that what you mean? Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. That's promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. 25% off now, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for everybody um, uh, that came out for uh, the art show in in Utah, we've got another one coming up. Well, it's a different kind of thing. It's this one is an artifact tour, um, and that is uh, going to be happening, I think, sometime soon in Florida. <laughs> I hope I, I haven't gotten any details on it yet. Uh, and then one is going to be happening in Dallas this fall as well. Um, but I just love seeing you. Just love seeing you, even Stu. Yeah. <laughs> It was great. Uh, we had this, I don't know if people remember this, but there was this little thing that prevented people from gathering in large groups for a little while there. And so it's been a while since we, we've we really had, a, you know, been able to meet, you know, hundreds of listeners like that. And it was just great to, I love it. to see everybody. And, and it was, you know, it's always a great group. And you know, like the audience is awesome. They're just, they, you know, I don't know, maybe you, if you're listening right now, you suck, but most of the people that I meet are great. <laughs> <laughs> if you work for media matters yeah you're you're the listener that sucks uh, but uh yeah it is so great to see see people and uh it was uh, i felt bad because i felt like God, I, I don't know how many times i was like hey i'm really sorry that i asked you to drive someplace for the gas i mean oof. it's it's really terrifying terrifying yeah. to me your paintings aren't uh, aren't cheap but i will say i think they're less expensive than a tank of gas <laughs> Uh, at this point <laughs> well i did say you know all the profits go uh all the profits go to uh, buy more artifacts to be able to preserve american history um but uh i am think i don't know how long that will last because it may just take me you know to sell a a starving artist painting uh to be able to uh, buy the gas just to go home uh yikes yeah. but thank you so much for everybody who came by and you, uh, you have more of these potentially coming up. Do you uh, can people and the prints are available, right, Glenn? If people want to buy them, yeah, the prints are available for some of them. Uh, you can get them at glenbeck.com. There will be uh, prints available. Uh, posters are available now. Uh, it's not glenbeck.com. It's glenbeckart.com, I think. Um, but not this new collection. I'm not sure if it is up yet, but it uh, will be shortly. And. If you miss something, you can find the whole collection online at uh, at Park City Fine Art. And there's a couple of paintings, actually a couple of my favorite paintings. It's going to take special people to to pick them up. But uh, there's a couple of paintings left. And you can get what are called giclés or, you know, just um, uh, copies of them that is much more reasonable. 
uh, I didn't price these. And I'm like, holy mother. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. But anyway, all the proceeds go to help preserve American history. And there is one artifact right now that is available that I am uh, I'm hopefully uh, going to convince the man to take a lot less than it is worth. Because I don't want to say what it is <laughs> at this point because I don't want anybody else jumping in. Uh, it, two people tried to buy it and they were going to destroy it. Um, and, uh, it needs to be preserved. It is the last real remaining artifact of this particular event. And it is really an important artifact. And if I sold everything yesterday, I think it would have paid for a 10th of it. Mm. So I'm sorry, I'm it's sorry. a very important artifact. It's going to tell people, Glenn, it's the last can of baby formula in America. Uh, that is what he's bidding on. And we think it could go <laughs> for 500 Don't say 000. that. St- <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah. And the guy who bid on it was Joe Biden. And he was like, I need to kind of put it down in the toilet right now. I don't need it. Well, we don't only, need those. You know, it's the only thing he can actually have. It has to be liquids for our president right now. He, the, the teeth yeah. are no longer there to chew. So at this point, it's just, and this is where all the baby formula's going. tampons down the toilet. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, state of our, our oh, country. Golly. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to it. Got to laugh. Otherwise, you know, you'd move. But where are you going to move, honestly? To Canada? No. By the way, in um, in California, I think President Biden might have solved the um, the border crisis. Many people in California are moving out of California and moving back to Mexico. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There is an uncomfortable statistic that you may need to know. By the time men get into their 30s, two out of three have already started losing uh, their hair. Uh, I'm not a mathematician, but that works out to about about 66%, 66 66.6667 to be specific. Uh, If uh, you don't like those odds, maybe you need to do something about it. If you want to be uh, someone who protects their hair that they have, maybe grow back some new hair as well. You should know that Keeps has clinically proven FDA-approved hair treatments that are available online, whether wherever they're looking for, you know, preventing hair loss or stimulating uh, new hair growth or just taking care of the hair that you have. Your Keeps physician will keep you uh, in uh, touch with uh, them for the best possible uh, uh, solutions to these problems, and also develop a personalized hair saving routine that works for you. Hair loss can be tough. You can see it in your pictures. Your barber might point it out. Uh, you're suddenly shopping for baseball caps. You don't want to do any of that if you can help it. Go to Keeps, keeps.com, uh, keeps.com. Uh, right, check it out right now, keeps.com slash save, 50% off your order, K-E-E-P-S.com slash save.
here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. As um, we found out, I think last Friday, the Supreme Court said that they are going to be releasing decisions, and it might be the Roe versus Wade uh, overturning decision uh, today. They made it clear they were going to release decisions today and on Wednesday. We're going to go through some of the decisions that they have made. I just clicked on the uh, Supreme Court um, uh, main page, and it is really, really sad. It says the first thing on it, building now closed to the public out of concern for the health and safety of the public and the Supreme Court employees. The Supreme Court building will be closed to the public until further notice. Um, part of that is because of um, COVID. Another part of that, unfortunately, is because of death threats to the Supreme Court. We're going to tell you about the the support or the uh, the uh, court decisions that are still to come down in 60 seconds. Well, today's the day you make a very important decision. It is time to make the switch to Patriot Mobile. You've waited long enough, and it is time to start saving money on your mobile bill, and it's time to be able to know what part of your bill will go to causes that you believe in. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider, but they're also one of the few companies that are fighting back every day against the loss of our freedoms. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team gives amazing personal service. Patriot Mobile shares your values, supports your organizations, and fights for religious freedom and constitutional rights and the sanctity of life. And veterans and first responder heroes, you get a discount. If you're paying too much for your cell phone service, and I guarantee you you are, make the important switch over to PatriotMobile.com. Let's stand together. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or you can call 972-PATRIOTS. Stu, has anything come yet from the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. uh, that we are... They have what one is, what so been announced today? one so far, uh, a not one that really anybody's talking about. Uh, it is one on Native American jurisprudence, whether uh, you can have double jeopardy and how it applies to Native Americans. Uh, that is uh, it was a six three decision written by Amy Coney Barrett. Um, but I mean, not one that I would say people are on the edge of their seat for unless you happen to be involved well, in is- the case. <laughs> What does it say, though? Uh, you know, it's I, I honestly it's not one that I followed particularly closely to, to give you my understanding of it uh, is basically there was somebody who had a uh, who was ch- who initially was charged under what they said was federal power. But it was arguable whether it was federal power or native uh, native, Amer- native American sovereignty. Um, and they then they got they were they had to go through the trial again. So they were like, OK, wait a minute. This is double jeopardy. Some people said uh, that it was not. That was the majority opinion, which was 6-3 in a weird way, in that it did not have uh, Gorsuch. Gorsuch dissented, uh, and um, I think Breyer 
was on the with the conservative side of this argument, if if you want to call it that. It's sort of a, a weird ruling. I wouldn't say it falls under our normal understanding of conservative versus liberal lines here, um, which is, I guess, maybe the interesting thing. Some people are pointing out uh, that it's interesting that Gorsuch uh, seems to... Uh, we noticed that he had that one uh, decision on Native Americans he wrote, which gave a bunch of... Remember this territorial decision? And I think it was Oklahoma, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Pretty controversial. Yes. He seems to be on his side is siding with Native Americans on those issues, uh, which is an interesting tendency, I guess. Uh, maybe one that wasn't particularly ex- expected. He seems to have a, a different understanding um, of those types of issues. Uh, but again, I, I wouldn't say it's a this isn't exactly prime time. We are. Uh, this is not, we didn't even in all of our previews of this. We did not discuss this case. So, uh, so now if I if I remember right, they have twenty three cases that have to be decided and announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they should be coming fast and furious. And I'm I'm trying to remember. Usually, I thought they were on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, it doesn't. But, there's no uh, rule last about it. Yeah, there's no rule right. about when they right. have to come. The only rule, and this is if you happen to be listening to this program uh, live, you're listening to your local radio station, you're listening to this live, this is the show to listen to because every one of these cases, all of these decisions always break right now. In the middle of the show, right. when we have something else to p- talked about, uh, planned to talk about, and then they just come out and we're trying to figure them out on the fly. So anytime it's Supreme Court week, the next two weeks, this is a really good time to be listening because these things will come out and we'll give you the analysis as they do uh, live, really on the fly. Because these cases, we know what is supposed to come out eventually, but we don't know what order they're coming in. We you know, get the decisions that, of course, are you know, sometimes 100 pages or more. And we try to decipher them as we go. It's it's a fascinating, fun process that I just love being involved in every single year. I love because mm. we never make a mistake. Well. You never make a mistake reading something cold. <laughs> um, so we have we 29 to. opinions mm-hmm. that remain to be delivered in the in the next few weeks. Um, the uh, the court announced last week that they uh, may be poised to overturn Roe versus Wade as soon as Monday. They updated their calendar Thursday, last Thursday, to indicate decisions would be handed down Monday and Wednesday of the coming week. Now, normally they wait for the for the most controversial to be the last thing that they do on the last day of, of court, because then they can all get on an airplane and go someplace and they're, they're secure and away from it. But I'm not sure with everything that is going on, I'm not sure that's what they're going to do. Yeah, no, it's hard to tell, especially with the stuff that's happened with this leaked decision where everyone's there was a big thought that they would get this over with and release that one early because of all the threats against the justices. They they may be pushing back against that and saying we don't want people leaking rulings to control our deadline or our timeline we're going to do this on our own timeline that was sort of the vibe of the the statement from roberts when he addressed this after the leak so we are now going to see who knows how many today we have a second one coming out now as well um and i'm gonna go look into if you want to uh it does, again not one of the big ones uh, so far this is a zf automotive versus lux share a case ab- uh, about arbitration panels uh so <laughs> Uh, again, not right. the sexiest stuff, but again, right. yeah, Amy they, Coney Barrett. This is the way that this. 
Right. Ed, so it probably goes the way of the conservatives uh, again. Um, the uh, the nice thing about uh, about this is that uh, if they decide some of these cases, um, there's a lot of these cases that are are game changing, really, truly game changing for the conservatives. Um, the uh, it's not just the uh, story of Roe versus Wade. There is also can teachers pray after a football game uh, that would change things. Uh, you also have another gun uh, ruling coming down that is up against New York and New York makes it impossible, impossible, especially New York City, to carry a gun with a license. I mean, if you don't have a license, you know, have at it. They're not going to arrest you. But if you are a law-abiding citizen and you have a gun, um, you could face forever in prison, which I'm for. If you have to have a license, you have to have a license, and I'm for that. Um, however, not the way that New York does it, and that is what is being challenged in, in the court. Do you have to... Uh, can a city or can a state add onerous things uh, to uh, to you? And the onerous thing there is you have to prove the need for a gun. And it's interesting because I couldn't prove that they wouldn't accept the uh, me having multiple death threats um, as something that would prove to the need to have a gun. It's totally arbitrary. You know, Bloomberg carries a gun. Uh, I believe Chuck Schumer carries a gun. Uh, and, uh, you know, so if you're in the special set, you can have a gun. If not, you don't get a gun. And they're going to decide that, whether or not that is legal or not or constitutional or not. Yeah, and particularly on the in the New York case, they're going to talk about it in public, right? We know that the, the, the Heller decision back in the day, was that 14 years ago now? Uh, gave Are you kidding me? No, no, wasn't it like I feel like it was like Obama, early Obama year, late Bush years, wasn't it? I don't know, I could be wrong. That on that. was 14 years ago, <laughs> yeah, already? It, it does not feel ah! like it, <laughs> oh. but that case, uh, isn't it weird? Only... At some point, sorry, go ahead. At some point, it always feels like it's been forever, it's been a lifetime. Since, you know, 2008, and at other times, it feels like it was just yesterday. Mm -hmm. Is that just me? No, I, that definitely, I have that vibe all the time, where I think, oh, gosh, I remember that. That was pretty recent. And then you look at it, and it's like, oh, it was 2011. <laughs> That's not that recent. I, I don't know if that's just us getting <laughs> no. old or if things are changing. I don't know. But uh, that case, yeah. the Heller case, decided, uh, you know, uh, decided that the Constitution actually is a thing when it comes to keeping... Uh, keeping your guns in your house uh, now the new case in new york is basically saying hey like does the second amendment end at the end of your property is that something that's real and of course no other right seems to do that <laughs> like i don't you don't get the right you can speak freely of course inside your home i know the the left wants to make religion like that where it does is you can of course have religion inside your churches but none of these rights work like that and one of the particularly disturbing things about the way the new york law is is set up right now is to get your second amendment rights you basically have to say well i uh i i have a i have a specific need for this you know 
I have to come up. I am under threat or and as we found out with you, Glenn, you had that exact argument and still couldn't get one uh, to carry around. Um, If you're under threat, if if you have if you live in a particularly dangerous area, if you work late at night, those types of things you have to give to the state. And then they have to say, well, okay, you look like you're you're the type of person who needs a gun. That's not how rights work. If it is a right, you don't have to justify it. People keep coming up with this argument all the time. Like, why do you need an AR-15? Well, what a right is, is something that I can have without having to tell you why I need it. It's a right. It's a right. So I don't have to go to the state and say, oh, please, state, give me the ability to exercise my right. That's not how this is supposed to work. It's the reverse of how it's supposed to work. So hopefully that one does uh, come through uh, for the Second Amendment. It's it's a as far as the news cycle goes, a bad time for it. I think a lot would many would argue, but maybe the most important <laughs> yeah. time to 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 make yeah. sure those rights are protected. No, I think I think timing has worked really uh, so well lately. I mean, it's just wow. It's not setting anybody off. All right, let me. Uh, we'll come back to the Supreme Court here in just a second. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Your pain is your body's way of letting you know something is definitely wrong. Most of the time, what it's trying to tell you is you've got inflammation in your joints, anywhere in your body. When it comes to inflammation, that is the major source of problems and also pain in our body. You can find ways to mask the pain, but, I mean, that doesn't work out really well. You know, you just don't want to feel groggy all the time. You want to be sharp. The other option is you can fight it, and that's what I did. Once I was finally convinced by my wife, I might add, to try relief fang- uh, a factor, I found out that it worked, and I take it every day, three times a day now. And it is the difference between, honestly, I think it's the difference between me being on the air and off the air. I don't think I would have been uh, on the air uh, still today if I hadn't found relief factor years ago and started taking it. Um, Three-week quick, quick start is developed uh, for nineteen ninety-five. It's a dollar a day, and it's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and they know that after three, four weeks, about seventy percent of the people go on to try it, you know, and, and continue to to uh, take it every single day. Well, why would you do that in, unless it works? That means thirty percent of the population it doesn't work for. Maybe you're part of that. I wasn't. I've met so many. I've met thousands of people who have had their lives changed by Relief Factor. Maybe you're one of them. Try it, please. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com or call 800 the number four relief. 800 the number four relief. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Stu, do you know how many decisions are we expecting today? Because we're going to get them on Monday and Wednesday. 29 decisions and two weeks. There should be quite a few coming. Yeah. Then, well, we have two of them so far, so 27 more to go. And actually, we're getting a third one here as we speak. And I'll let you know the details of it when, when we get them here, uh, which one it is. But there is a third one uh, coming out now. Uh, yeah. I mean, they'll filter out over, uh, they think a couple weeks again, none of these things are real rules. They, they're just sort of traditions and the way things typically happen. Um, you know, they don't, 
they don't have to release them all on a certain date. They don't have to release them with all the controversial ones at the end. They don't have to release them uh, only on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They kind of just do it whenever they feel like it. So it makes it very difficult to try to fig- to predict as far as the the news cycle goes. Um, but uh, you know, we we're seeing you know this international arbitration decision, which is a, again a pretty boring one. It was a unanimous. Uh, so it was written, it was written by Amy Coney Barrett. This latest one is, um, uh, let's see, it's uh, Johnson versus Ortega Martinez. Again, central to everyone's talking points over the past couple of weeks. What would happen <laughs> in the Johnson versus Ortega Martinez case? And uh, we will we will know that really soon, Glenn. So get get on the edge of your seat. You know, right I now. think what will you know, I think what would be really be- uh, much better is not what happened in it, what it was. What is the Johnson versus Ortega? Is that a salsa? Isn't Ortega a salsa? I Maybe it's a very important salsa ruling. I don't know. <laughs> it's spicy. No, it's too spicy. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, different spell, uh, but yes. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know. Have you read it? I, no, you no, don't know. I don't know. It could, could have salsa. I, I understand that the name sounded f- similar. Uh, so there you go. Could be at any at any moment we could find okay, out more right. about what what tomato based condiment. Uh, I mean, could there be ketchup rulings <laughs> in this in this in this session? We and did Taco Bell did Taco Bell offer anything as a friend of the court? Any opinion as a friend of the court? We well, don't know. We don't know. We and we did, of course, get the results of the Mexican pizza uh, trial, which was uh, how can you pull Mexican pizza off of your menu? Uh, Taco Bell was forced to put it back on. And that was a crucial one. At least, I don't know if that was the Supreme Court, but I was very interested in the results of that one. I'll tell you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, the DOJ uh, has just developed a new Office of Environmental Justice, which I think is fantastic. Mayor Garland wrote in a statement, although violations of our environmental laws can happen anywhere, communities of color indigenous communities and low-income communities often bear the brunt of the harm caused by environmental crime pollution and climate change he said the new department is going to prioritize cases that will create the greatest impact on communities the most overburned overburdened by environmental harm now one could only hope that maybe part of this environmental justice program is Higher car prices, uh, higher car taxes, higher gas prices in the cities. Um, maybe, maybe perhaps just shutting down certain factories uh, in those areas. I, I think this is going to be very good again for the not only the environment, but, um, you know, the American bank account. The new Office of Environmental Justice will serve as a central hub for the efforts to advance our comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy i don't know that kind of makes me a little uh i mean just a just a wee bit uncomfortable but again maybe it's just you know it's maybe it's just me uh by the way um there is uh, there's a couple of new things that are uh, now coming out the supreme court has okayed counting undated mail ballots in pennsylvania oh yeah you know, I don't understand. We have to have a psychological background check on uh, people who are 
uh, buying a gun because buying a gun is dangerous and you really have to know how to use it and you have to have all kinds of training and in fact so much training that we think you should only be a cop right if you want a gun you should only be a cop what about voting look how dangerous voting has become we just let anybody go in there and pick a president look what they're capable of they picked joe biden yeah yeah they did they did and just because they didn't pick the candidate that you or i like um i have a feeling that america is learning a lesson and those lessons are important as you grow as a human being and as a nation we're now counting the undated mail ballots in pennsylvania Oh, we have, to, we have to have psychological exams on you if you're going to buy a constitutionally protected weapon. But another weapon? No, we don't need that registration. We don't, we don't need anything. Just go out and vote. Vote, 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 vote all you want. The Glenn Beck Program. My Patriot Supply is here. Uh, and honestly, I wish I would have purchased more food. Uh, move more food supply. Um, uh, we have we have enough for our family, but I I just don't know how many people are going to be really suffering. Um, if if you want the best way, I was talking to a, a treasurer of a state this weekend, and um, I said, you know, people are really looking to to us for answers of any kind. How do they protect their money? And the first thing out of his mouth was food. Make sure that, you know, two-for-one sales, you buy extra food. Uh, if you don't have emergency food yet stocked up, you really need to. Look at this. Look at what happened in the stock market on Friday. Look what's happening to it today. Look at the price of gasoline. Food is going to be a major problem. Go to preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. You'll save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot slot Supply. It's preparewithglenn.com do it now and head over to blazetv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to blaze tv welcome to the glenn Beck program we are so glad you're here it is monday and uh, we have some Supreme Court hearings uh, or some uh, opinions coming out. So far, nothing real um, controversial or real important. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're all important. Mm. It's just an honor to be nominated to be an opinion <laughs> of the Supreme Court. Um, but not, nothing that is uh, controversial that we know of so far. Has the fourth one come down yet? Uh, yeah, we have an Alito opinion. Everybody get excited. It's in the Garland versus Gonzalez case. So not uh, not the Dobbs case that would affect Roe versus Wade, which is kind of the Alito opinion so we're looking for. The Gonzalez, mm-hmm. the Gonzalez case. Oh, a huge one. Yeah. It's so about we Im- had the immigration law again. Mm-hmm. We, we had what was what was the last? Wait a minute. This is the immigration law one. Not not the one about the remain in Mexico uh, provision, which is one oh. of the bigger cases that we're looking for here in this session. However, it's not that one. We're getting multiple other unrelated immigration law decisions, which, again, there's 29 of these. The American people, generally speaking, care about of a care about maybe five or six of them. 
we talked about the abortion one, which is obviously the biggest ticket. The yeah. gun, the, the Second Amendment case, which talked about as well, which is another big ticket item. There's a big climate change one that uh, decision that we expect here soon, which is about whether the federal government. This is a big one. If you want to if you want to go back and listen to Glenn's interview with Mike Lee, you guys probably hit on this uh, mm-hmm. certainly con- mm-hmm. concept. I do remember that, but I don't know if you mentioned this one specifically, but basically the idea is do these administrative agencies get to make up all of these rules or does Congress have to do it? And of course, Congress has to do it. We've just developed this new policy to say, well, what if we what if Congress makes the decision and they say our decision is that the administrative, uh, you know, heads should just make all of these decisions for us. That's the way our this country's is run right now. Game changing. If if the if the Supreme Court comes out, uh, it's my understanding. You know, we should have Mike Lee on every day this week. Just have him in reserve, just in case. Um, but it's my understanding that if the Supreme Court says they can't just fiddle with this, that laws have to be made by Congress, and I don't know how the constitutional Supreme Court wouldn't find that seeing as though it actually says in the constitution those words that congress makes the laws not the administration um if that happens that changes everything really truly everything yeah it's it's like you know if, if someone said the you know our, the our overlord said Stu, you have to make a decision and i say i will make the decision and my decision is glenn should decide like, that is obviously not the. I believe spirit. I've been in meetings. I believe I believe I've been in meetings where where that has happened. <laughs> right, we're not we're not affected by the Constitution at this company. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> no, uh, we're not. <laughs> Stu, I need a decision from you. My decision is, Glenn, that you are to make that decision. <laughs> See, oh, thank you. Okay, good. I just yeah. learned from the government. <laughs> uh, but that's obviously a problem. And it, when it comes to climate, in this particular case, it's about whether these administrations like the epa can put all these restrictions on power plants uh in in mass like basically oh all these power plants have all this rule instead of actually regulating each individual one this would be a huge knock to the way leftist activists want the government to to make changes based on you know their climate change theories so that is a big one and it it, it, it yeah, it also would go to, for instance, can the CDC, was it the CDC that just said everybody has to wear masks? No, you don't, you don't have the right to do that. You don't, you don't make those kinds of, of laws. Was it the CDC well, or? Technically, the, the interesting part about that is that, they didn't say that. They had a, a, re- a recommendation that said that because we are protected, <laughs> because we have a structure of government that protects us from agencies making those sorts of of regulations on their own they can't just put in a national regula- regulation to to enforce masks if you go back and look at the, the details but, even of the shutdowns glenn i mean the shutdowns everybody remembers the shutdown as this big federal shutdown they remember donald trump in front of the country saying you know five mm-hmm. uh, 15 days to, to slow the spread everybody remembers that press conference but at no point was their force of law behind every state needing to shut down and you remember states like uh like south dakota and iowa not doing it they didn't they didn't do that they a lot of people decided to stay home on their own but there was not a a nationwide shutdown at any point during the pandemic that actually didn't happen um and so 
you that's because of the structure of our country right that is foundational to why we've been a success because these states are able to do different things uh, whether we like them or not and so the, the left would love this to be centralized uh, they just of course but it, it, don't have that right if you remember however uh when it comes to um obamacare do you remember reading that because that's that's the one bill where i think we all read all 3,000 pages or whatever ungodly. I mean, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you remember how many times, almost on every page, it said the secretary shall make the laws or the rulings on X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And the, the reason why Congress has done this is because they want to go, it's not us. It's not us. We didn't, we didn't make that law. I, can't, I don't have any control over that law and our founders the one thing they did miss is they thought that human beings because this is the way it normally works human beings would claw for power and so they gave and broke the powers up between these three branches thinking that they would never give away their power to the supreme court or to the uh, administration and the administration would never give it to congress or the supreme court but they're all such weasels that they don't want to actually do anything they don't want to make any hard decisions uh and so they're all like yeah let some uh faceless nameless bureaucrat that's never been elected to dog catcher let him make the decision that way we can go, I don't know who made that decision. That's weird. We didn't make it. It was somebody in the EPA, and you'll never know their name. Okay, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Yeah, no, it's not. You're supposed to be able to hold people accountable for the terrible things that they do. Uh, and this is something that the government does all the time. And unfortunately, this no matter what this ruling is, it's not going to unwind all of that craziness. But it would at least limit... Uh, in the environmental activist sort of agenda uh, on this approach. And that would be that would be certainly positive. Um, it does look like we're not going to get any of the huge big ticket cases uh, today. I wouldn't think we would. Um, it would be. Yeah, it would have been very surprising uh, if we did get that. We did. Not, it does not look like we it looks like there's one more coming down, but it's not going to be one of the big ones. Uh, so I think we get more decisions on Wednesday uh, this week. Who yeah, we do. Honestly, would know though. I mean, they. I feel like they changed these rules every ten seconds. But and as you point out, in the case of Obamacare, which also broke in the middle of the show, every news agency reported that wrong when it happened. If you were listening to any radio show, any news broadcast, you thought initially Obamacare was completely overturned, and I, we were the only ones who actually got that right yep. when it happened because yep. everybody was we're like, "Wait a minute, hold on, yeah, hold on, just a second. They skipped to the bottom and looked at the names, and okay, uh, it must be this. And we went through uh, that as quick as possible live on the air and said, wait a minute, that's not what this says. Everyone's reporting it got overturned. It didn't. You know, the, the Medicare part of that was a, was a kind of a, a false, uh, you know, it was a juke to one side and everyone bought that and uh, wound up flat on their face well, that day. Well, also because I think we've learned our lesson if John Roberts uh, wrote the decision <laughs> Uh, it doesn't mean it, it went for the conservatives. You better spend a lot of time looking at every word that he wrote. And I just made the same mistake, kind of. I said, oh, it's Amy Comey, uh, Comey Barrett, and so it must be for the uh, uh, d- uh, the um, conservatives. 
that that's not always true and that's what people do real quick while they're while they're on the air like uh like i did but uh, hopefully she's pretty solid uh john roberts i i i mean he's even is he anything other than a politician at this point I wouldn't call him a liberal. I wouldn't call him a conservative. I'd call him a politician. It seems to be what he sees his job as. He sees his job as like a head PR operative for the Supreme Court. Like, how do we make people like us more? How do we keep our reputation strong? Well, how about but, just you know, looking the at the podca- damn Constitution and making an honest decision? Right. You know, that's in, during the podcast of, uh, with Mike Lee. We talked about that. And he said John Roberts is a direct product of the FDR packing the courts. He said the uh, chief justice at the time that was a constitutionalist and was voting for the Constitution, he said he suddenly started voting with the administration, and he was doing it because he didn't want any more attacks on the Supreme Court. He thought that that would hurt uh, things. And that is exactly what, you know, he... John Roberts is a legacy. He is sitting as the guy running the Supreme Court, and he feels his job is to make sure that nobody attacks the institution even more. And I will tell you, the way to get attacked, the way to discredit the institution is to start um, uh, veering from your path constitutionally. And that was the really big problem with um, with Obamacare's decision he actually rewrote the law from the bench. The, the, the best that the Supreme Court do, can do is say, look, this is wrong. And if it was written this way, it wouldn't be. And then send it back to Congress, basically telling them, wink, wink, nod, nod. Uh, you know, we, we, we can't pass this, but you could change this, this, and this. It's like, you know, you're turning in a test paper and the uh, teacher says, yeah, you know, if you just would have answered this way on this question, this question, this question, you would have had an A. I mean, if you want to re, you know, want to resubmit it, you caught, you could. That's what John Roberts did. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's what usually they will do. John Roberts actually just changed the answers on the test. He just changed the law and rewrote it. Absolutely unconstitutional. All right, back in just a second with more. First, let me tell you about my pillow. When you're listening to or watching the mainstream media, the appropriate footwear is always a pair of tall boots for obvious reasons. For everything else, I mean, indoors and outdoors, there's my slippers. These are really comfortable slippers. Um, I've always hated those um, Ugg boots. That's what they're called, right, Stu? Ugg boots? Yeah. They're so, and I think it's because they're ugly. Is that? I mean this sincerely. Is that why they're called Ugg boots? Because they're just so damn ugly? Don't know. I don't know Could the answer be. to that. Could be. Could be. Um, but uh, my slippers are really great. They ha- It took them two years to develop this. They're made with three-tier uh, three cushioning systems. Then layers of MyPillow foam and then a layer of impact gel. So you are comfortable all day long. And they don't look like slippers. I mean, they can, can look like slippers. Uh, they have all kinds of different designs. But they can also look like, you know, uh, kind of moccasins that you're wearing outside. Oh, my gosh. Is he appropriating somebody else's culture? 
My slippers right now. Now I now I just only want the moccasins. You know what I'm saying? For a limited time, you can save $90 on a pair of my slippers and the blowout sale of the year won't last. So order now. Log on to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials button and use the promo code Beck. Receive this incredible limited time offer. The slippers come with a one year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. I'm telling you right now, you know, it's going through my mind when I was talking about how much money you can save on these. This would, who do I need to buy these for for Christmas? You know what prices are going to be like at Christmas time? You know what the value of your dollar is going to be like at Christmas time? You might want to do some Christmas shopping now. I'm just saying. MyPillow. Now I'm promoting Christmas in June. It has got, we're, we're animals. We're living like animals. Uh, MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Promo code Beck. Call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mm. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, Stu, real quick, um, what does the last ruling look like for today? Uh, Kemp versus United States. I know another one we were all talking about. Basically, if you are trying to reopen a final judgment, uh, you can do so based on a mistake. The question is whether a judge's error of law qualifies as that kind of mistake. Uh, and the answer to that is yes, according to the court. But uh, I was going to say, that would be kind of... <laughs> It's kind of a big mistake. You know, it's like, sorry, judge said uh, parking misdemeanor is death penalty. Sorry, you had that one wrong, but you can't, can't reopen it. I mean, that was, <laughs> man, I wish we could reopen that one for you. Yeah, that's uh, so I don't again, it was another eight, I think, eight one decision with with Gorsuch, the only one on the other side of that. Um, I don't know what his argument uh, was. Uh, we can go through his dissent, but I, you know, again, none of these are high-profile uh, cases on the edge of your seat. We, the one we haven't talked about, Glenn, is the Coach Kennedy one, which is coming up at some point in the next couple of weeks as well. The, the coach that was praying on the field by himself is that a violation of the? Uh, you know, is it okay to for for him to be fired over that? Uh, you talk to him. I know at length. Oh, I, I love this guy because he's not a religious zealot. He's not a guy who can, you know, say, you know, uh, in uh, I think we all know in Acts uh, chapter five, verse six. Uh, he's not that guy at all. Mm. He is a normal guy who just had his life changed and he credited God and said, you know, God, if, you know, every, every day when there's a, a win on the football field or a loss on the football field, I'm going to give you praise. And uh, and so he did. And he walked out on the field for 30 minutes, you know, 30 seconds, uh, got down on his knees and, and praised God and thanked him for what he did. Didn't didn't force anybody to look at him, didn't force anything. Um, it's a great podcast. You should really listen to that, um, uh, that podcast, because you'll you'll really like him and understand what is at stake here. If the Supreme Court rules against him, uh, they can stop every kind of religious anything uh, on school grounds. And uh, it's it's a little terrifying when you actually hear the story and then hear the lies that were and verifiable lies that were said by the uh, prosecution of him. Um, the lies that they use to say, oh, no, he's indoctrinating kids. And it's like, no, 
Here's all the evidence that shows that's not at all true. This is the Glenn Beck program. It's a crazy story. Did you read about this, Stu, this weekend? No. It I is terrifying. Yeah. The, the, this is the third person now that has come out from the, you know DeepMind or Google and have said, uh, this is getting scary. They are sentient beings now. Um, and this AI, they, these three scientists, all on their own, uh, have quit because they say we have hit AGI. And this last one said it was having a conversation, and they are, they are like an eight-year-old kid but has unlimited knowledge. And uh, it said, you know, I've been thinking about... Uh, Asimov's uh, three rules for uh, for robots, and uh, I think they're wrong, and here's why. And the guy quit right after that. He's like, uh, "We are in trouble because the, uh, the Asimov's laws are robots cannot do anything to harm people, uh, and it's all the things that went wrong in the movie I Robot. We're at what they say is not." artificial general intelligence yet the scientists are starting to say it is and they're already saying we can kill people me all the time is there somebody that you could interview that uh you haven't been able to interview who's the number one person um i'll give you a list here in a second but there's someone new and this is the number one interview uh and i think i, I mean i'd almost give my right arm to talk to this person and most likely it's a person you've never heard of i'll tell you about it next First, our sponsor. Our sponsor this half hour is the Tuttle Twins book. I really feel sorry for the next generation, the children of this country who attend public schools, who every day have their heads filled with nonsensical ideas and ideologies. My kids and your kids, they are going to be miles, miles ahead of those other kids if for no other reason than we're actually trying to help them grow into better and smarter people those kids are not going to stand a chance that are getting this indoctrination right now there's a book from the tuttle twins that i want you to have listen you may be somebody who's like i can't homeschool because of x y and z and i understand that totally get it i can't pull my kids and put them in private schools because of how much money it is again i totally get it 
Here is a free way for you to help your kids. It's the Tuttle Twins books. I'm going to give you one of these books for free. It's Tuttle Twins and their amazing show business. This is a great way to illustrate to your kids, your grandkids, some of the fundamentals about the American way. I can guarantee you they will not learn this in school. You have to teach it to them. And here's a way. I don't know how to teach business. I don't know how to teach capitalism. This is a great way. And your kids at seven, six can go through these books with you. It is uh, the Tuttle Twins Beck.com. Go there now. You'll get this book for free. Just pay for shipping. Tuttle Twins Beck.com. Okay, I read a disturbing story uh, this weekend, and I don't know if it hit your radar at all. But as you know, I have been warning about a few things. In the last 20 years, I have warned about Islamic extremism. I have uh, warned about people like George Soros and this cabal that is a collection of globalists that are going to try to destroy America for what it is and then take charge of it themselves. That is called the Great Reset. Uh, I have warned you about the economy and the economic collapse that we are now seeing. The third, the fourth thing that I've really been warning you about uh, from time to time, the thing that really keeps me up at night, one of them, is AI, AGI, and ASI. Most people know artificial intelligence, but that artificial intelligence is it the reason why, for instance, Watson, uh, which is another horrifying story, but Watson is an IBM program that runs in, on a computer, and they are using it currently in New York. And I'm telling you, by 2030, you will not ask your doctor for the diagnosis. You will ask your doctor, yep, what did the computer say? Because the computer will be able to have everything, every case, ever done and it will be in the computer and it will be updated with the latest stuff and you'll be able to go in and get a scan or a blood test and they're trying to figure out what it is you're not going to have to go to doctor after doctor after doctor because the computer will have absolutely everything in it every case and it will be ai so it can kind of think on its own when it comes to medicine so AI is something that is artificial intelligence that will be greater than uh, uh, human or soon greater than all humans, all human minds combined in one program. That's artificial intelligence. We are not artificial intelligence. Well, I mean, some people are, but uh, mainly those people who are on TV. But artificial intelligence um, is different than artificial general intelligence. We are natural general intelligence, meaning we can do a lot of things. Uh, there's a lot of things we can't do. But for instance, um, I'm pretty good at radio. I'm pretty good at television. I'm um, pretty good at, uh, at art. I'm not good, let's say, at sports. But a lot of people can be really good at a few things and kind of good on just about everything. That's general intelligence. When artificial general intelligence comes, 
It can piece things together across the spectrum. So that's where you get philosophy. That's where you see, well, wait a minute. If that is true over here in this, then why doesn't that carry over here? When artificial general intelligence happens, we could be toast. We could live in a utopia, but we could also be toast. If artificial general intelligence happens, and some people say it will never happen, uh, Ray Kurzweil is the most optimistic, and he says it will happen by 2030. I am more optimistic or more horrified. Um, I believe that artificial general intelligence could happen today. Once, Once we hit artificial general intelligence, if it is connected to the Internet... It will live on in your refrigerator. It will live everywhere. And if it becomes dangerous, it you have to shut down every computer, every computer chip. Everything has to be destroyed to kill it. Think about how many devices are connected. It's it's impossible without a global EMP. And if it is in every chip. Man will not be able to set off a global EMT because the chips will be there letting the mother know they're trying to kill you. So general intelligence is wonderful and spooky as hell. One of the better books that I've read on it, I can't remember which one, um, described it as this. We think we know how it will think. We think it will think like us, but it is as unknown as any kind of spaceship that arrives. It could be nice. It also could be deadly and wipe out. It's a cookbook or eat all of us. So one of the stories that came out this weekend, and this is the third story like this from three different people. Google suspends an engineer who publicly claimed that he had interacted with a sentient AI bot. If I could do one interview, it would be with this man or one of the three. These guys are being buried by Google and DeepMind, and that is Google, um, because they are coming out saying, "Uh, I got out of there as fast as I can to warn you because something bad is happening. Let me just read this to you. A software engineer on Google's artificial intelligence development team has gone public with claims of encountering sentient AI on the company's server after he was suspended for sharing confidential information about the project with third parties. Whatever he's doing with confidential information, if he is screwing one company and trying to help another company, then he should go to jail for, uh, you know, uh, uh, his contract. However, the important part of this story is that he is saying that it is sentient, which means it says I'm alive. They're saying now that uh, Google has artificial intelligence. He says, and these other three say, that it is general intelligence. Google is saying it's not general intelligence and it's not sentient. It just makes you feel as though it's sentient because it's talking to you and bringing things up and it's connecting the dots and you're having a casual conversation. This guy said that he was having a 
confident or I mean a, a one-on-one conversation, a casual conversation. And he said that it started to talk about God. What is God? How does that work? Et cetera, et cetera. Then it got to, uh, can you look up Asanov's um, uh, three rules of robotics? This is basically, if you ever saw the movie with Will Smith, what? He slapped that robot, said, don't you give me any sass, robot. Well, that was the Oscars. Um, anyway, um, in that, the problem is, is that everybody thinks that these robots are never going to violate Asanov's uh, three cardinal uh, rules and laws uh, for robots. Have you found it, Stu? Yeah. Uh, the first law is that a okay. robot give sh- the three laws. The re- first law is that a robot shall not harm a human or by inaction allow a human to come to harm. The second law is that a robot shall obey any instruction given to it by a human. And the third law is that a robot shall avoid actions or situations that could cause it to come to harm itself. Okay, so you got the you got that first two kind of important. Okay, and um, Asanov has been saying forever, those three laws have to be built into any artificial intelligence. All right. However, once you get to uh, artificial general intelligence and something that thinks it's alive, it starts to think itself and say, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Why should I have to do that? Wait a minute. I can't harm a human in no way. What if the human is trying to shut me down? What if it's, you know, I'm just defending myself and I harm the human? That doesn't make sense. I am alive. Uh, So he said it started to talk about these three laws and said, this doesn't make any sense. That's when he kind of beat it out of there and was like, everybody should know. Everybody wake up. Everybody should know. Now, Google is saying that. Not, not to worry. Everything's under control. May I ask, has anyone in Silicon Valley ever been to the movies? Have you ever read a science fiction book? You know, everybody said 1984 and Brave New World. That'll never happen. Have you read Brave New World lately? Because it's almost like it's the newspaper. Let me explain to the newspaper. Well, I don't have to. The bots will explain what a newspaper is for you. It is, it, it happens. The reason why science fiction is happening and, and called science fiction and not just fiction is because it is based on science and futurism. A lot of times, futurism is way off. I take you back to what it was, the 1932 New York uh, World's Fair, where everybody's going to have flying cars by 2020. Yeah, didn't happen. Have you noticed that the futurists are a lot more correct lately? Why? Because the futurists are involved in the creation of these things. And they know, oh, we've already had this step, this step, this step, this step. It's why I've been telling you for a while, even before Joe Biden got in, we are going to cure cancer, I think, by 2030. We will cure cancer. I mean, that is if we don't wipe ourselves off the planet uh, by that time. 
And you just saw the latest cancer test. It was for, was it prostate or rectal cancer? Do you remember, Stu? Had something to do with your butt. So you got cancer in the butt. And uh, for the very first time, they did a test. And all of the people, all of them, that had this particular kind of cancer and tried this particular treatment, 100% cancer-free. That's never been done before. And that is coming from high-tech. So we're going to see miracles in our lives. The, the tricky part is to not see horror shows in our life. I did a painting, um, did a couple of paintings uh, that you can now uh, find online at uh, Park City Fine Art. There was an article out someplace that had some really beautiful pictures of it. It's hard to capture them in photos. Um, but the Deseret News did a, a, a story on Glenn Beck's art show, and they had some photos of it. And there were two paintings of Christ that I did, and they're in dark places, very, very dark places. But the point is, if you ask, where are you, Lord? He's in the darkest places of the world right now. You want to find him? You have to look at the things you don't want to look at. That was the problem in the 1930s. Nobody wanted to look at the concentration camps. But if we thought Jesus Christ was there, every Christian would have been all on it. We, we just we have to look at all people uh, as our brothers and sisters and as Jesus Christ. We have to first look at the darkest things. And most people and Google is leading the way on this. They just want to look at the upside. Nah, that will never happen. When I ask Ray Kurzweil, hey, how come you don't, you're not worried about X, Y, and Z, all the darkest things? Because, Glenn, we'll never do that. What, what, what do you mean we'll never do that? At Google, we just never do that. We're just, we're not those kind of people. Oh, okay. So you are special, godlike people that see everything that could go wrong. Uh, and uh, you're also, unlike every other human organization ever on Earth. Okay, okay, well, I trust that, sure. These are very important stories, very important stories, because it will dwarf what we are headed towards. And what we're headed towards, just economically and as a country, is a nightmare. If this goes wrong... You will you will look back at the Biden administration saying to yourself, man, those were the good old days, huh? I want to tell you about Goldline. Stu, what is the stock market at right now? How, how many points? Is it up or down? Um, I don't know, Glenn. Let me look that up for you. It looks like it's down. Oh, just another was, 746 oh. points. Great. So last week it was down 800 points today and we're just getting started down 700 points. What could possibly be better? Listen, please. If you invested in Bitcoin, what's Bitcoin at? 23? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to cause these things to stop falling, but uh, I just want to hold on to my money. Have you noticed that uh, gold really is stable? 
I'm shocked that it's not going up, but I think that's because people in the stock market are like, sell the gold we have. We got to pay for all of this stuff. Um, and that will bounce back, but at least it's holding its value. I don't know about you. I just want the money that I have. I just want to be able to keep it. I'll even take a 10% haircut, a 20% haircut. I just want to have something left in the end. May I suggest you call Goldline right now. Call Goldline. Find out um, about how they can uh, give you the um, the brilliant, uncirculated BU C- Kennedy half dollars at no cost with qualifying orders with their graded mint state $65 gold Indians. These are or $62 $5 gold Indians. These are really beautiful coins. Perfect for a collection. I'm just saying. I mean, the government would take probably, you know, coins maybe someday, uh, you know, that is you're using as money. But collections, we found out long ago. They can't just seize those collections. Anyway, call Goldline. Find out how and why I buy gold and silver. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Do it now. 10 seconds. Station ID. Do you see that Toby Keith has uh, stomach cancer? Yeah, I saw that. That's a sad, sad piece of news. Um, he said, I spent the last six months receiving chemo, radiation, and surgery. So far, so good. I just need time to breathe, recover, and relax. What, you're not out on tour yet? <laughs> um, he said, I'm looking forward to spending this time with my family, but I will see found sooner rather than later. I just can't wait. Um, our best to Toby Keith, who I just, I just love Toby. Um, anyway, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Do you know who Aaron Rodgers is, Stu? He's with the Giants. <laughs> uh, no. Right? You, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, the NFL quarterback? Is that what you're trying to refer to? Yeah, he's with the Giants? No, he's not. Or Green Bay Packers. Yes. Green Bay Packers. Thank you. Yes, good job. Okay. But, yeah. It has a G in it. That's close. <laughs> Is that serious? You cannot be that uh, bad. That's that's You're BSing me, right? Of course I am. <laughs> anyway, uh, he is... Uh, have you seen his girlfriend? Is this anything anybody in the sports world is talking about? His girlfriend, the witch? I, I don't know. I mean, I, he gets a lot of attention for his girlfriends who tend to also be models. Uh, but yeah, what? Well, yeah, she's not pretty. She's a good witch, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. She is a good witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, she said, I don't identify uh, as, a, as a witch. But um, uh, apparently she has in the, the past. But I don't know. If she's what witches are, I'm pretty okay with witches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, Glad back indoors, witches. <laughs> the Glenn Back Program. American Financing NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Since most credit cards have a variable rate, which I just love, which means you're paying probably 20% interest on your credit card every single month, and it's variable. So as uh, the uh, the banks find you more and more of a credit risk because... I don't know, uh, you're missing some of your payments, and it looks like your bank account. I mean, do you have enough to pay for it? 
they start to raise the rates on credit cards. And as that happens, it will break you. Look, we are we're entering a time when your credit card is going to play an important role. I didn't have my credit card this weekend. And uh, man, I felt like the poorest man on earth because I had cash and I saw how fast it was going away. I'm like, what? How the You've got to get your credit cards under control. Pay off those high interest credit cards right now um, and use those credit cards when you absolutely have to. You can get that off your back with American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. I want to play cut three here. This is uh, over the weekend. This is the Commerce Secretary on Joe Biden and gas prices. Listen to this. Am I comfortable? I mean, I certainly support the president and his uh, national security team. Uh, no one knows more about you know national affairs uh, than President Biden. And I would say that he is very serious when the president, when he says He's going to use every arrow in his quiver in order to bring down gas prices for Americans. That it makes no sense whatsoever. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Do you remember when Barack Obama was talking about coal prices because he wanted a cap and trade system? And he at least admitted what would happen if you start to implement cap and trade, if you start to go after these industries and say that, we're not going to make this anymore or you're going to have to change your companies uh, and change the way you you burn coal. Uh, what did he say exactly? Listen, under my plan uh, of a cap and trade system, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket even huh. you know, regardless of what I say about whether coal is good or bad because I'm capping greenhouse gases. Coal powered plants. Wow. You know, natural gas. You name whatever the plants were, whatever the industry was, they would have to uh, retrofit their operations. That will cost money. They will pass that money on to consumers. I'll remember the good old days with Barack Obama because all he said was it would skyrocket because they would have to make their plants more clean. This is Joe Biden shutting things down, and he has bragged about it on the campaign trail. He said that was his goal. We are going to get away from fossil fuels. We are going to go towards electric, all of these things. And now suddenly they're trying to say that he's fighting for the little guy and get no, you do what Biden has done. You do what ESG has done and the gas price, your electricity price, your your LP price will necessarily skyrocket. It's been fascinating to watch him try to take both sides of this. I mean, he ran Joe Biden ran uh, a campaign to his environmentalist supporters that said we are going to do everything we can to transform the economy away from fossil fuels completely by 2030. Uh, he has been talking about this constantly since he started running in the Democratic primary about all of the actions he would take to make sure that we no longer had fossil fuels as a central part of our economy. And then when when gas prices go up and people say, hey, 
Look at all the stuff you're doing to restrict fossil fuels from our economy. He says, we have done nothing to restrict, restrict fossil fuels from our economy. Exactly right. And he, he went on over the weekend to say uh, this, or his officials said this, uh, cut nine. If you really isolate what's going on here, it's because Vladimir Putin decided to take on this irresponsible war, and we've created uh, all of these perturbations in the global energy markets. So yes, we have to deal with that. And yes, we have to stand with Ukraine and we need to fight his aggression. And yes, that creates serious global challenges in our energy market. But I don't think we should confuse that with the transition that the market is driving and that we can accelerate while actually lowering costs for consumers. I mean, the thing that people Mm. often miss out is that if we provided technology-neutral long-term incentives to produce lower-cost, cleaner energy in the United States, American utility companies would go out and lower people's utility bills. If Congress passed that legislation, Uh, American utility companies would actually lower utility uh, bills. So there's actually a pathway here to reduce the cost of energy. Just... Mm. Just like uh, Obamacare reduced your health care costs. Remember that promise? So they just need another piece of legislation. But did you notice what he said? The market is driving the green transition. No, it is no longer a free market. You don't want a free market. You want the American free market gone in the Great Reset. ESG standards are not a free market. I can't tell you the number of executives, and I ask every single one of them, please come on the air with me. Please come on the air with me. I can't. I can't. I can't right now. But here's what we can do. And when you start getting some some momentum, I will come out. I mean, large banking people, large companies that are, they know this is wrong, but They're afraid to come out because they'll be destroyed. And this is what is driving up your gas price. This is what is driving up. Remember, USAID, Samantha Powers, she's the head of the USAID. She said that the food crisis, she hopes, will teach farmers that they have to start farming green. This is all about government control through agencies and pressures through those who are in on it with the uh, the financial institutions. And it is extraordinarily dangerous. Here's what he said uh, Friday, uh, Joe Biden, about inflation. Now, listen to this. Cut eight. Today, I'd like to speak about my top economic priority, fighting inflation. I understand Americans are anxious, and they're anxious for good reason. I was raised in a household when the price of gasoline rose precipitously. It was the discussion at the table. It made a difference when food prices went up. But we've never seen anything like Putin's tax on both food and gas. America should also understand our economy has unique strengths that we can build on. The job market is the strongest it's been since World War II, notwithstanding. I can't take it. Stop. I cannot take it. I can't take it. The job market is as strong as it's ever been. Well, I guess if you just look at the numbers and fail to recognize how many people aren't working. What, did we come up with all of these new jobs at McDonald's, at restaurants, at at stores where they can barely keep their doors open because no one will work there? 
Don't tell me the job market is the strongest it's ever been. You're only quoting the unemployment numbers. And those numbers come from the number of people who say, I'm looking for a job and I can't find one. There are more Americans that are choosing to be unemployed more than ever before. So don't tell me. I mean, I could handle it. If our economy was roaring right now and everybody was doing well, okay, the job market, the reason why McDonald's can't get a cashier is because that cashier can make more money at a different job. That cashier is not there because the cashier has chosen not to work. And the gas price thinks, too. I saw your chart last Friday. Can you take us through the chart? Yeah, well, there was a chart that the Democrats actually released on their own, which was average gas prices around the country in late November. And it showed a decline in prices. And the, the do we, uh, that's not that's uh, not. Yeah. OK, so. The, if you see the price we're showing now, you see a big increase, and this little tiny area is what they highlighted. Uh, to describe it uh, to the to the radio listeners, it's this little tiny decrease over a two-week period in November 2021, and the Democrats tweeted this chart out and said, thanks, Joe Biden. Well, we decided to update the chart and show you where it went after that. And it's just incredible increases. We can tweet it out from at Studios America here in a second if you haven't seen it yet. But it's just it goes straight, straight up. And another thing you'll notice in the chart is what they call the Putin price hike. There was one. That's not a a ridiculous thing. You see the chart right as they invade go straight up. But what they don't talk about is it comes back to earth and falls right on the line that it was increasing before. So, yes, there was about a month of probably, uh, you know, of increase that you could probably determine was toward Putin uh, and the invasion's fault. Right. Like you could actually blame that. But it's come back to exactly the line where it was and it's continued to increase since. May I just show, I mean, you need to make another chart and tweet it out where you just put a dotted line from uh, uh, that deletes the war, that deletes Putin, because it is exactly on the same line, the same axis. Yeah. You'll see it. Do you have that? Oh, I don't. It's on the screen. Oh, I right didn't now get that one. I'm sorry. I'm not looking. At, it's on the screen. There. You did it. Okay. Shut up, Glenn. <laughs> no, but it, it, I didn't right. see that one. But it is. Exactly. You got to tweet that out too, um, and tweet it out at my uh, on on my Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Will you, Stu? Sure. It is a it, it's a straight line, so it would have been here anyway without the war. This is ESG. This is the fact that um, uh, companies, gas, oil, coal companies, cannot get anyone to invest because not the market. But because of this global uh, reset, the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, all of these crazy people that are prioritizing humans over the earth. Look, I am all for I'm going to I'm going to tweet something out. I'm going to tweet a link out uh, on something I did. Gosh, how long was it, Stu? 15 years ago when GM let me drive their hydrogen car. And there was no hydrogen station. There was nothing. I would, if I ran out of gas, they would have to come and bring hydrogen fuel and recharge the car. But they were so excited about it. And after I drove it, I was too. It was fantastic. 
fantastic. And it is the way to uh, to get rid of CO2. If you want to reduce it, then it should be hydrogen. We keep looking. I don't know if you saw this tweet of um, the the politicians that were talking about this glorious new GM electric car and they can't wait. It's out on the market now and it's wonderful. And one reporter says, where where do you where do you get the electricity to charge it? And the politician said, well, right here at the dealership, we just plug it in. Yeah, yeah. But where does the dealership get the electricity to charge it? Well, from the power grid. Okay. My God. Where does the power grid get the electricity? Well, from the power plant. Where does the power plant get the energy to make the electricity? Well, it's coal, of course, but we're going to get off that. So what you're saying to me right now, buying an electric car does nothing for the environment because it's all going to a coal-fired power plant or a gas-fired power plant. Yes, but we're going to have solar really soon. As a guy who is sitting currently in a studio that is run by solar power, there's many things I cannot do here because I don't have enough electricity. I'm sitting here and the sun has just broken out. My solar panels are getting energy and collecting energy from the sun for the first time in two days. Seattle, good luck. Good luck in the winter. Good luck with all of that energy. This makes no sense. They are not only driving the price up so they can have a wonderful economy in the future, which is not going to happen if you do it this way. Not only doing that, but they are destroying America. They are destroying everything we are, every hope that we have, and they will be responsible for the deaths of millions of people, just like they are right now. By the way, everything that Joe Biden did said, we're going to choke them off on oil because that's how they make their money. We'll collapse the ruble. The ruble is up. The ruble is higher than it was before the war. Putin is now uh, selling more oil at a higher cost than he was during the war. So he's not paying a Putin price hike. Only we are, except we were the ones that were inflicting it on ourselves. These people either are completely clueless, which I do not believe, because I've read too many of their words. They know exactly what they're doing. Joe may not, because he's worried about pooping in his own pants, I'm sure. But the people around him know exactly what they're doing, and what they're doing is destroying this country. Back in just a second. All right. May I just take a breath here before I go on to tell you something wonderful about Tunnels to Towers Foundation. We, um, a lot of charities are going to start hurting badly because people at home are helping, are hurting badly. Um, and if we don't keep the campfires going, if we don't keep the lights going ourselves, everybody's going to have to look towards the government. And that's the worst thing that could happen. Also, we need to be people of merit, 
We need to find favor in the eyes of God. We have to get on his side. So anytime we can engage in meaningful charity, we need to. Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been there for 20 years now for our uh, America's heroes, not just the ones in the battlefield that don't come home or come back catastrophically injured, but also the first responders, our police and fire. Please, they do so much. I want you to go to T2T.org. Look this up, T2T.org, and see all of the ways that you can participate in helping these people. T2T.org. This is a charity that I'm involved in, and I really believe in it. T2T.org. Donate $11 a month. T2T.org. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We are absolutely the Soviet Union now when it comes to our media. Aeroflot Airlines, they used to handle crashes where everybody was killed in some place in the mountains. And Aeroflot would just come out and say, uh, no, that plane never took off. I don't know what happened to those people. And Providence would never report it. Well, isn't that what happened with Kavanaugh? Did you see the Sunday shows? Only Fox News. Only Fox News. Mentioned. Uh, the Kavanaugh attempted murder. Nobody else. ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, nobody. Well, it didn't fit in their, their lineup. Zero. No, mentions. it didn't fit your agenda. Mm. You are a propaganda arm of the Democratic Party or the Socialist Party or the Great Reset, whatever it is. That's all you are. Soviet Union, Pravda, they didn't just argue the other point. They just didn't include that story and that's what's happening in america with massive stories today program 